wouldn't it be funny if little kids for some reason knew all these corporate terms <laughs> and you're like you ask like a four-year-old or a seven-year-old yeah hey kid what do you want to do when you grow up well i think i'd like to be a senior director for the uh accounting and finance department <laughs> what <laughs> what about a baseball player right yeah don't you want to be a that race car driver fun. I'm not so interested in the race car driving, but uh, maybe I could be a consultant. Yeah. You know, maybe I could be a junior consultant. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in F1 racing, the guys in the pit looking at all the numbers, that's me. That's me. Baseball player, football player. (laughs) Data configuration. (laughs) Exactly. It's the Twerk Ethics Show. Go Nate, go Nate, go Nate, go Nate, go Nate, go Nate. Go Nate. <laughs> Woo! Twerk ethic. What are we watching? Twerk ethic. The best show on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dum 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 well, 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 we're back again. Mm-hmm. This is the Twerk Ethics Show. My name is JT. This is the one and only Cooley. For some reason, I want to say Cooley McDonald. <laughs> I don't really know. This is Cooley. Yes. Hey, Jerome. <laughs> What's the last name you want? You think of for me? First thing, Jerome. Jerome. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I was, was going to say Jerome Bettis. I was going to say Jerome Butler. Oh. Like Gerard. Well, how's it going, brother? Jerome Smith. Pretty good. Yeah? No, I Not bad. I thought what we did was pretty fun just now. Mm. We jumped on the teenage dirtbag mm. trend. Yep. Um, That's what we do. We We're jump on trendsetters a week um, later. Yes. We are a week... <laughs> we are a weekly podcast and youtube channel we are however we also have a tiktok <gasps> and an instagram Ooh. and obviously a youtube because we said we're on youtube i'll check those out <laughs> <laughs> you should mm-hmm. they're important yeah um i will but there's a trend going on if you're not f- familiar with tiktok it's not just about dancing it's some of the funniest people alive that's um, very true so but one of the things that happens with TikTok is you have trends typically around music mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of hard to explain. But right now there is a trend going on where you take the the song by Weedus mm-hmm. uh, that I'm just a teenage dirtbag baby. I've seen this. And what we saw was Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, we saw the Alicia Silverstone one. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw. (laughs) And I saw Joe Jonas doing it. Oh, yeah. And some other people. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I know I got some gold pictures. Yep. And so 
we jumped on the trend and we put our pictures. So uh, if you are just on YouTube and you don't want to get on TikTok, that's fine too because we're going to post it. Stay here. Right here. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to YouTube. That was great. Which we have upped our followers. Yes, we have. So all you new subs, thank you. What up and welcome. And the OG subs, thank you again. And thank you. Yes. Let's grow this thing. Let's do it. Let's grow this thing, man. Yes. And it is growing, so thank you. It is. Um, Felt good. It feels very good. I feel like it's growing organically. Mm -hmm. I do feel like the right people... The right kind of people are following, you know, sure. that, that get it. Yeah. Um, we're uh, kind of dumb. Yeah. But smart. We're smart about how dumb we are. That is the right thing you just said right there that you just said. Prime example. In the flesh. <laughs> so smart. We need to do another uh, reaction video, too. Because, mm. yeah, jumping on the TikTok trends are great. And... Uh, we're doing well on TikTok sure. as well. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of followers. Yeah, yeah. We had like something like 600 in a couple days. Sheesh. Yeah. I need to check that out. <laughs> it's amazing. But the reaction videos got a good reaction from people, so we need to be doing that there we a little go. bit more. So, and if you have ideas, please let us know. Yeah. Um, I yeah. warn you, it's a 50-50 shot. You know, if it's a bad idea, we're just not going to do it. Right. But if it's a good idea, heck yeah, we're going to do it. And we'll, mm-hmm. give, we'll give you credit for it. Yep. And reaction does not mean action again. <laughs> like taking action twice? Right. Okay. Maybe it does. <laughs> I don't know. So. I'll never know. I thought this would be interesting since we did the teenage dirtbag trend. Mm-hmm. And we just showed them on YouTube what mm-hmm. we did on TikTok. Yep. I thought today could be dedicated to um, a couple things. Okay. I want this episode, I want to ask the question, what did you want to be when you grew up? But that's not not where we're going to end it. Okay. Also, later in the episode, we're going to bring in the Give Me Five segment, which Mm. is where there are five questions based around a topic. That topic is going to be our musical careers. So Right. Um, <clears throat> musical career, we'll get into that, and I'm going to ask you five questions and me five questions. Okay. And I think people who have, uh, maybe maybe who are not in the musical world might find it interesting, and people who are will find it interesting. Sure. So, yeah, today's all about what did you want to be, and you know, kind of like what did you do when you tried to achieve your dreams? At least for me. So. First of all, I want to drink that Coke bottle back there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks tasty. I got this at a... But it's also from um, 1980, so never mind. Antique shop on the weekend mm-hmm. for $12, actually. It's the 1980 Coke bottle for the Georgia National Championship. It just looks awesome. Yeah. So anyway, you ready to go? Let's do it. All right. So the first thing first, I'll ask, <laughs> what 
what did you want to be when you grew up? Mm. Not, I don't, let's, uh, not like, not like as a three year old. I mean, like, you know, like an eight or 10 year old. Right. What were you like? This is what I want to do. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, I do. Okay. Um, I really wanted to be an astronaut. Really? I thought, yeah, I found space. I still do. Found space just very, very interesting. And I was really into it and mm-hmm. all the space movies. Maybe Star Wars maybe mm-hmm. had something to do with that. Did but, you go to space camp? <sighs> no. My wife says the ice cream at space camp is the best. Really? Oh, yeah. She's like, it's the best ice cream ever. It's not Dippin' Dots, is it? No, that's the ice cream of the past. Yes. You know, because they're always like, <laughs> they were saying ice cream of the future when yeah. I was like five. Oh, yeah. So. Yep. I remember it, back in school. It's uh, it's not the ice cream of the future anymore. Nope. Ice cream of the future is just ice cream. But Space Camp ice cream, apparently. Wow. Best she's ever had. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do, didn't do the camp. Um, Probably couldn't afford it i was probably too far away anyway yeah um i'm thinking it's in florida i think there's one up 75 like past kennesaw okay okay i don't know that yeah i don't know i i mean i lived in north carolina at the time anyway this is something i can guarantee you i was never going to be a part of as a kid i got you no offense to my parents i don't think they would be sending me to space camp right you know yeah uh I don't think I would have wanted to go though. I wasn't that interested mm. at a young age, right? Um, but I was interested as as an adult. Mm. But as a young age, I I wouldn't have wanted to go even if my parents sent me. Yeah, but but you know, the older I got, the uh, I realized more how smart you had to be. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's not going to be me. This is hard. I don't I don't want to do it. Yeah, there's a lot of Buttons to push and bu- buttons not to push. Mm-hmm. Apollo 13. I am sick and tired of the entire Western world knowing how my kidneys are functioning. Flight, I just lost level. Uh, 13, this is Houston. I'm not wearing my biomed sensors, Houston. Okay, Jim. Copy that. So you wanted to be an astronaut. Yeah. And then And then I was like, astronaut at all. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I turned to music because it was well, it was ingrained in me. Yeah. And it was easier. Yeah. So let's do that. Yeah. Well, I don't know, maybe more natural. Because music, you know, it's not easy. Sure. But I think it was more natural. It was well, yeah, definitely natural to me. Because I was fortunate enough because my parents both played, well, both played piano. When I was really young, I wanted to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Mm, A hero in a half shell. (laughs) Turtle power. But my fears of Splinter and then reality got me out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Splinter or Shredder? Shredder. It's totally normal to be a... Uh, afraid of a six foot rat. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Um, but I had I had everything: pillowcases, bedspread, mm. um, nice 
every, every single single thing you could have, I I had it. But turtles were legit, man. I think what I really wanted, um, when I got to be a kid, mm-hmm. I think I wanted to be a baseball player. Sure, and I was yeah. for a while, but. Again, kind of like what you said, there's a lot. I mean, but you could say that with anything. Like, if you don't love something, it's a lot, and it's going to be hard. Yep. If you want to have any kind of success. Like, I got to tell you, this podcast is a lot of work. It is a ton of work. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't love it, then I don't think I could continue. Well, we wouldn't be 80 episodes in. No. What is this, 81, 82? 82. There you go. But there's something about it. We want to keep going. Well, one, it's fun. I've never, I've, I haven't lost any steam. No, I haven't. Either. I mean, it, yeah, it's frustrating sometimes when you can't understand why you're not growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some weeks where you are growing tremendously and you're like, yeah, you know, that part's confusing. But the doing it, man, I, I have more energy now yeah. than the day we started. Tons, you know, tons more, yeah. And I do too. So, I think that's what I really want to do when I grow up is twerk ethic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But may your dreams come, come true. true. You know what else you could do when you huh. grow up? What you could be a plumber. You could, like Clint McCannon, our boy Clint over at Cannon Plumbing. He did it. He did it. He said yeah, he did it. Um, I want to be a plumber. Now yeah. he owns a plumbing company. And at first he was like, I just want to be plum good at something. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened to be a part of that word. Yeah. And so now he's a plumber. Good for him. And if you <laughs> want to contact Clint about all your dreams and how you can make them true, or yeah. if your toilet stops working, or if you have a leak in your house, it's mostly pipe dreams. Pipe dreams. That's <laughs> great. Cannonplumbing.com. Yeah. Thank you, Rudy. I thought this would be an interesting time. Hmm. I often tell people what you do. You do. I always stop the show and say, yeah. hey, just so y'all know, Cooley is a professional drummer. Mm-hmm. What I don't do is tell people what I do. Um, so I thought... He's a professional. This would be a time to tell people what I do. Yep. Um, at least the unclassified details <laughs> kidding it's very classified <laughs> uh it's not that exciting yeah but i do really love my new job like uh. a lot yeah um and part of it is the culture but i work for i'm not going to say the name of the company but i work for a software company NASA. a rather NASA. <laughs> i work for a software company a rather large one yeah uh it's like huge a, right yeah it's like a four billion dollar a year company. Woo! Yeah. 14,000 people. Jeez. I'm just a little bitty old thing. Uh, but no, I'm I'm essentially a marketing executive. And nice. I do a lot of program management, which is like uh, all the logistics. It gets really boring mm. to talk about. But mm-hmm. it's actually, it's a great career. You're loving it. I'm loving it. It's all that, it's all that matters. I'm happy. I'm paid well. Yeah. I have a lot of flexibility in my schedule. Um, yeah, the culture is fun. Like I can be myself. Yeah. Um, a couple of the people I work with, you know, 
they even know about what we do on yeah, this show. For sure. Uh, so that's what I do. I'm in corporate America, particularly marketing. Mm-hmm. I used to be more of a technical guy. Right. Nerd. Nerd. Huge nerd. But I just kind of got I like I I got weighed down with the lack of creativity in the in those roles that I was in. Yeah. And the roles I'm in now, like I can be a lot more creative and stuff. So that is how I pay my bills. Right. So I thought people might be interested or might sure. be like, that is the most boring thing ever. Uh, sometimes it is, but honestly. Grown. Grown. Yeah, grown. Um, that's an inside joke where a guy just literally commented on our YouTube. Yeah. Grown. Right. So I commented right maybe back. Grown. Maybe you meant to spell grown like G-R-O-W-N. Yeah. And we're just like, yeah. We're grown men. We have. Yeah. We have grown. We've grown as a channel. Yeah, for sure. Or maybe he was trying to say grow. Like, please grow. Yeah. But he just really... Yeah. Screwed it up. Screwed the pooch um, on that one. What do you think? Do you think Do you think what I do sounds pretty boring? I mean, do you want the real answer? Or do you want- I think so. Okay. Uh, no, because I was in technical world for a little while. Yeah. And it's very interesting. Yeah. For sure. Um, but that was, long, that was a long time ago for me anyway. I, well, I think I've gotten to the point where, like, my job is like th- again. That's how I make my money. Sure, right. That's that's kind of how I've envisioned it, and is and yeah. I I want to be treated right. Yeah, in the environment in which I make my money. Yeah, but like it doesn't have to be, uh, my passion, because r- to be honest with you, this is my passion. Yeah, like this show is freaking everything. Yeah, and mark my words, we're gonna do this for a living. Oh yeah, mark my words. I this, like it. I'm on board this, too, brother. This, this Joker has got you. Going to be on board too. Yes, all of you. This has got some and Spotify some wheels well. to it, dude. This yeah. is I I feel really, really, really strongly about it. But yeah, people so, keep getting on that train. There's plenty of room for more. Wouldn't it be funny if little kids, for some reason, knew all these corporate terms, <laughs> and you're like, you ask like a four year old. Or a seven-year-old. Yeah. Hey, kid, what do you want to do when you grow up? Well, I think I'd like to be a senior director for the uh, accounting and finance department. <laughs> what? <laughs> what about a baseball player? Right, yeah. Don't you want to be a that race car driver? Fun. Uh, I'm not so interested in the race car driving, but uh, maybe I could be a consultant. Yeah. You know, maybe I could be a junior consultant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the F one racing, the guys in the pit looking at all the numbers. That's me. That's me. That's what I want to do. Boom! It is funny how you don't learn about these weirdly serious titles and roles mm-hmm. that you get when you're oh, an yeah. adult. You don't. No one like as a kid. You just like everyone's a everyone's like a, a firefighter or a cop or a teacher or right. A, yeah, a race all car driver. Yeah. yeah. There's there's no like. Baseball player, football player. <laughs> Data configuration. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I cannot wait to I mean, grow up cool. and be a data analyst. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's cool because we need those people. Yeah. For something. And some people. For data. Really, really like. I can tell you, um, if you knew what I actually did, like mm-hmm. if I went into the details, like I've told my wife about it, and she's like, I would hate that. I would absolutely mm-hmm. hate it. But I don't. 
Yeah. It comes natural to me. Nope. Right. So, because it's a lot of planning and like yeah. documenting and writing and yeah. it's really tedious, but like that's how my brain works. Well, I noticed when you- I'm structured. Yeah. Well, I noticed when you switch jobs, the last job you were just like, I'm fed up. But when you switch to your job that you have now, mm-hmm. much happier- you get to work wherever you want to. Yeah. From wherever. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's awesome, man. And and from what you've told me about your job, it doesn't sound boring. It's not. You got plenty of stuff to do and well, keep you busy. And- here's another thing. I actually like the people I work with. Yes. Exactly. That, that is like a, that's something I've, I, like my last job. Yeah. Again, if you're listening, there's only a couple of you that I even liked. Yeah. Like, let's don't even go to like enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and even in your like interview process, I think actually I think this show helped you a lot, like kind of break out of your shell. Yeah, yeah. At, from the word go. Yeah. Because a better communicator. Yeah. Because for me, I'm like I'm very introverted at times, and if I meet somebody new, you have to talk to me first, and then I'll talk to you. Yeah. But since this show, that's not that's not too much of the case anymore. Yeah. I'm still introverted, but not awkwardly. Introverted is yeah. like a, like a used to. Be. Yeah, I don't think you're. I think you're just shy. You're not. Oh, I'm yeah, like some I'm people. Some people who are introverted struggle socially, yeah. but you don't. Like when you do talk, mm-hmm. you got it nailed. Yeah, you just don't. Sometimes you just choose not to talk. True. That I think that's the difference. Yeah, but like, I think you're right though. This show helped me realize that I wasn't meant to do what I was doing before. Mm. And it's and it's weird. Yeah. I've even thought about this honestly. If my job stays the way it's the way it is now, after this show takes off, I would still probably want to do both. Oh yeah, dude. that's crazy. Why not? That's how much I appreciate my new job. Mm-hmm. Now that could change on a dime, and if it does, I'm out. Yeah, because I've seen the light. You ain't gonna treat me like crap anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for but, sure. All that to say, uh, we've taken some turns in life mm-hmm. with music. Mm-hmm. And this will lead us to the Give Me Five. So I wanted to give a little bit of context. Obviously, we talk about all the time you're a professional drummer. Mm-hmm. And this is what you do for a living. Yep. Uh, people might not know that I was a professional musician mm-hmm. for a long time. Yep. I toured the country for like six years yep. in a rock band, played guitar. And it was awesome, dude. I've done some pretty, pretty uh, epic stuff and some pretty terrible stuff um yeah and i thought this would be a good chance to do the five questions related to musical career Mm -hmm. and let people get to know us that way what do you think do it so it's now time for give me five all right this is about musical career yeah so, Nathan, I'm going to ask you the question. Yeah. And then I'm going to answer after you answer. Okay. And remember, this is a brand new segment, and I kind of like it. Are there such things as wrong answers? Uh, for me, never. Okay. But, but you could screw this up. You could. Sure. All right. No, there's no wrong answer. So, how did you, and this is why I stopped you, mm. how did you start playing drums? Oh, um, well, my dad played and I kind of, and through 
hereditary um or just heredity Jane's yes uh Levi's Strauss um yeah I learned how to play pipes yeah I actually was had rhythm when I was very young and I understood how to how drums worked Mm -hmm. um and I could like I could didn't play a set until I was probably like nine or ten but at like seven, six or seven, I I knew I had rhythm. So plus I didn't have a, a drum set when I was young. And um but I I had a snare drum and I had a practice pad and I would just listen to music and play along with it. And that's how I developed some of my chops anyway at first. Nice. So and then I got my first drum set when I was twelve years old on my birthday. It was set up. It was an Adam set, which no longer exists, uh, the company anyway. And um, so I, I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" Mm-hmm. So then I started playing, and then my dad caught, like taught me a couple things. He, caught, he taught me like a, the open stroke roll and and a and a you know just like a beat just to get me started. And then from there, I just progressed on my own. Yeah. Um. So luckily, I, I had that gene in me. And and it's been it's been great ever since. Nice for sure. So. Well, uh, I think for me, I would say my main instrument's guitar. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say that I do sure. play the drums. Um, maybe about an eighth as good as you. <laughs> um, but I I can play a song. Sure, pretty much any song, mm-hmm. unless you know you've got like a insanely good drummer or whatever. Yeah, but guitar. Guitar is my thing. Bass is probably my second. Um, but I do remember I grew up on music. I mean, I was always around classic rock and country and stuff like that. My right. parents loved and still love music. My mom, like my dad, I learned a lot from, but it's hilarious because my mom's favorite band was ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> so you like see my mom just like, jamming acdc yeah it's just kind of jarring but it's funny but anyway yeah. i grew up on music but i had no desire to play an instrument mm. not even a little bit i got you and one day this long-haired lanky guy lived in the neighborhood and he was a pothead mm. and he would come over the house and he weirded me out he just he just weirded me out yeah and uh he came over one day he's like hey dude um, I just got a guitar, man, and like I, it's it's awesome, man. I I I uh think you should play it, and I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and I turned him down like three or four times, and then one day yeah. I went over to his house, and he played something on the guitar, and I was like, wow, mm. like that. I don't know, it just hit me. Yeah, just seeing it live. I was maybe 13, 14 years old. Okay, and um, he did that, and he said, you try, but he was left handed. Oh, so he gave me the guitar. I had to turn it upside down, and I learned bum 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 bum. Smoke on the water, nice. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I just did that. Mm-hmm. And from there, it was it was over. Yeah, my dad bought me a guitar right after that. Nice. And he uh, they bought me an acoustic, and then later they bought me a Squire mm. uh, electric guitar. And I would always like learn 
theme TV theme songs. Or yeah. I'd watch QVC when they were selling the guitars. Yeah. And I would try and learn what they were playing. Like this one guy's playing oh, Johnny yeah. Be Good, and I learned okay. that. And then it was, you know, it was on. We'll get into some more questions, but that's yeah. how I started. Okay. So gotcha. Okay. So question one done. Done. Question two. You've done a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of cool stuff mm-hmm. musically. Yeah. So question two is, and you can only pick one, and we'll just we'll just describe it quickly. Okay. What's the coolest gig you've ever played? Yeah, I gotta go Hyde Park, London. Insane. Yeah. Like, how do you? How would you top that? Yeah. I, I mean, as of now. Not really. I've had good gigs with with A Town. Don't get me wrong, but just just that scale and how it happened, and you know, Cooley played at Hyde Park in London, mm-hmm. and the Killers were there, mm-hmm. and Bruce Springsteen and Neil Young, and yep, um, Dave Matthews Band, yeah, Paul McCartney. Uh, mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Yep. That was. That's that was insane. a good. That was a good weekend. All right, <laughs> uh, I think you can stop there. That's yep. uh, tough to beat. Pretty awesome. So I have. I I'm only going to pick one. Yeah. As my coolest, because it's cool for me. Yeah. But I do want to say another one mm-hmm. that, um, it's not my answer, but I do want to say this. One of the most memorable gigs I ever had. We played for. We opened up for Mercy Me. And when I say opened mm. up, we had an hour set. So it oh, really, wow. it was almost like we were playing with them. Yeah. But it was in Valdosta, Georgia at Wild Adventures. Nice. And there was like, I don't know, eight or 10,000 people there. Jeez. And my family was on like the 10th row. Oh, wow. And that was cool. Yeah. Because I'm like, Rocking this place, mm-hmm. you know, ten thousand people. I'm up on top of a speaker. I got a flying V. I'm just rocking <laughs> it. And yeah. my parents, I still have a picture. I'll see if I can find it. My parents are there, just in the front. Just you know, nice. my mom said that's one of her proudest moments ever. Yeah, was that's like cool. watching me on this wild adventure mm-hmm. stage. So that I mean, yes, yeah, super cool, but not the coolest, right? So to me, we used to go to Pennsylvania, and. We kept going to this place over and over and over. So we were starting to build a fan base. Mm-hmm. So we played a gig in a bowling alley. And the reason why this is the coolest gig I've ever played, mm-hmm. when we played the Mercy Meat thing, no one knew who we were. Right. When we played at the bowling alley, they knew our songs. Uh, so we're in this like... Gotcha. Uh, sort of dense, dark, cosmic bowling alley. Mm-hmm. And we're just tucked away in a corner. It's just so punk rock. Yeah. And there was just like two or 300 kids, maybe 50 of them knew our music. So we would get to the bridge and we would like let them sing. And yeah. there's a bowling alley, bowling alley in the back. I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> like, it was so cool. And I, and yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I've played Winter Jam. That was like 25,000 people. And, and, uh, but like if I played Hyde Park, that would be the coolest. But for some reason, Winter Jam, like, well, yeah, Winter Jam is not as cool for me because these are songs that we wrote, yeah, and the and this bowling alley gig they were singing back. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't. There's just oh my gosh. Yeah, ask any artist, man. The whole crowd is singing your songs. You're just like, uh, we've done something. Yes, 
pretty special. And so it never happened that's again. That's pretty cool. Never happened again. Mm. And I mean, we never, we got really close to making it and we probably could have if I didn't quit. But uh, mm. that one place we kept going back to, we were building up a, a fan base. Right. Yeah. So followed up. Mm. Question number three. Yeah. What is the worst gig <laughs> you've ever played? <laughs> if you don't know, I can go. Okay. No. Pretty easy to remember these. Yeah. They are pretty bad. Um, I want to say like stuff like location and just how brutal setup was and all that stuff, but that doesn't it's it's what happens during the gig, which is supposed to be the fun part. Mm-hmm. Uh we had we've had a couple Bradzillas, but this one um she was just complaining about everything mm. and we were supposed to play or we were playing this dinner set everybody's eating brian groom usually go around and talk to people and tables are talking eating having a good old time so we're just background the party hasn't started yet but the bride wants the party to start while everybody is eating oh my god and i was like this makes no sense whatsoever yeah he's like listen we're gonna get to that part we're on schedule, which hardly ever happens these yeah. days. We're on schedule. We'll get to that. It's going to be great. We get to that part, celebrating. She's like, I just want you guys to play like everything new. And I was just like, we don't know everything new. Like, she's not talking to me, obviously, because I'm back there on the drums. It's hard to talk to me on yeah. the drums anyway. So she's grabbing one of the singers, and it's like different every time. And and, that, and this don't suggest doing, the song. Like she wasn't even talking directly to me. Yeah. But I was feeling the angst of my front line just coming back to the talk bag and saying, "Listen, this is what's up. The bride keeps complaining because we're playing older music, but every, but the dance floor is full." Yes. Leave and it to the professional. We just don't. Yeah. I was just like, "We'll we'll get to new stuff. It's fine. Whatever." And then she just kept complaining, and then she pulled. Uh, I think Sandra was uh, Sandra Colley was um, singing that night. She pulled her over to the side of the building, behind the closed doors, and was just talking to her, just like, "My gosh!" It's like you've ruined my wedding night. I was like, "No, oh, okay. no, no! <laughs> you've ruined your own wedding night. Yeah, you put this on yourself. Yeah, we're doing our job. How we're much do you f- think the wedding cost, by the way? Oh, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. It was it was easily six. Six figures because it was at the Highlands, yeah, and it was and that's like a super nice location and and they charge a lot. I mean, just and they, the entitlement, yeah, that you could that you could possibly say the yeah. words "You've ruined my wedding" after yeah. you didn't pay for it and it was over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, like you th- th- that kind of entitlement. Like <laughs> I just have. Such little patience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's probably tact, right? Yeah. It's different. Like, if someone comes up and and it's like, hey, do y'all know this song or whatever? Yeah. No, it was, it was demanding. It's demanding. And the thing that makes me mad sometimes is like, can can y'all just play? It's like, dude, do you think we just hear a song, hop (laughs) on stage, yeah, and start playing? It's like, right. We've rehearsed this. Yeah. 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 You know, there, it's not just like, could you just do this? Yeah. You know? And it's not just stick to what we know. Yeah. It's stick to what we know and it works. Yeah. 
every wedding. It works, yes. So we've seen this happen with multiple. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was I was on uh, pins and needles. I, was I can't like, even imagine. Oh. I was so angry. And I it this might sound like we're being nitpicky, but you know we've done this for a long time. Yeah, and we know uh, we know, and that hardly ever happens. It really doesn't. But yeah. when it does, it's awful. Yeah. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know? And it's not like I said. It's not just someone suggesting a song. It's just kind of the way they go about it. Mm-hmm. And when they complain about. You know, whatever yeah. songs you're doing, yeah, it's like, get out of here. It's like you were sent a list of songs. Obviously, you didn't read that. So yeah, there you go. All right, worst gig ever. Your fault. Oh yeah, here we go. Here's my worst gig ever. It's a, it's Dude. actually a very short story. Okay. Uh, Carrollton, Georgia. Wow, great story. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, went to Carrollton, Georgia. Okay, drove from Waycross, Georgia. So okay. it's like five hours. Oof. Drove up there. Zero people. <laughs> no one showed up. <laughs> you were told differently, though. Oh, right? we were told we've been we've been promoting this since last October. Mm-hmm. So many people is going to come. Blah yeah. blah blah. I've been to gigs where four people showed up, seven people. Right. I'm talking about nobody showed up. Not even the guy we like did the business with. Oh my gosh! Up. And then we have our manager who's like, he's like, well, you know, guys, you're you're playing to an audience of one. Nope. I was like, no, we're playing to an audience of none. <laughs> Get us out. God would leave the room. Yeah, he, he probably no left. one is here. No. And that's when I said, I said, when two or more are gathered, that's when the Lord shows up. There's not one person <laughs> here. <laughs> And everyone on the on the they could probably tell you this that everyone on the stage is being very compliant, and I was being right. a jerk. Yeah. I was like, I am not staying here. Yeah. We drove five hours, and nobody is here. What? What? This is rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you know, drive five hours for and rehearsal. I, I think I was mad because Screw like, that. I was mad because they told us we were literally expecting four or five hundred people. <laughs> And nobody showed up, dude. That's the only time this ever happened. Wow, I've had that happen before too. Not fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's not, not great. Fun. That was the tough part about touring too. Is some nights you'd have three hundred, next night you'd have like six hundred, and the next night you had ten. Yeah, be ten people, mm-hmm. and you're just like, not only energy wise, but financially. It's like, how do you, yeah, how, and we barely did. We yeah. barely survived. Right. So, anyway, ah, this is bringing up memories. Right. Um, it's good to get it all out. This <laughs> is good, damn repeat. Um, here we go. <laughs> number three, done. Done. On to number four. Okay. And we'll probably, uh, we're getting close to the end of the episode. So, yeah. number four, what were your, Let's just say a couple mm-hmm. influences mm. that inspired you. Not not your music, but your drumming. Right. Go for it. Um, a big one was uh, Carter Beaufort. Meg from the White Stripes. Right. <laughs> uh, Carter Beaufort um, found him out when I was in high school. Yeah. And I was like, I got to know who this dude is. Yeah. Drummer for Dave Matthews, by the way. And it just played different. And I was like, 
I kind of, I kind of was like, you know, in high school, I was just like, I was mostly concerned with marching because that's all I did. And so I was just, I wasn't like a, you know, in big into the drum set. Yeah. And it was kind of fading out for me. And then I heard this guy and I was like, I got to learn some of this stuff. Yeah. And then, and then you told me, you're just like, when I listen to Dave Matthews, I hear a lot of you. And I was like, well, <laughs> there's a reason for yeah. that. Yeah. So the huge influence, uh, John Bonham was another one. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. Because he just hit the crap out of those drums, man. Yeah. So good. And um, and he just had a great groove. So those are my probably my top two. Yeah. Okay. There's definitely more. but um, For me, guitar, I mean, without question, is Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Particularly Alan Collins. He okay. did a lot of the stuff that I thought was really cool. Mm. Um. But Skinner, if you listen to me play anything, you can probably, or like you said, go listen to Skinner and you'll be like, oh, that sounds like Jeremy. Right. Because I borderline copied everything. Sure. Yeah. But that, I remember like being very inspired by that. Stevie Ray Vaughan, mm, nice. Eric Clapton. Yeah. Uh, a lot of classic rock to like Led Zeppelin, ACDC, yeah. like the Eagles. Just so much, yeah. You know, and you don't ever, you never know where it's coming from, right? But like, I just swamped myself with classic rock, and so all that guitar stuff just really inspired me. Mm -hmm. And I, I, so you know what? I think it's just seventies, seventies rock and roll Mm. as a as a whole. Yeah, was like my oh yeah for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like it. Brings us to the last question. Okay. Could be confused as the same question. Trumbo. <laughs> uh, what kind of? This is a little different. It's not huh. necessarily what in, what influences you on the drums. Mm-hmm. I think the audience wants to know what kind of music do you listen to. This is a hard question. How much time we got? <laughs> not very much. Uh, <laughs> I will say I list. I kind of. I, I kind of dabble into everything. Um, I second that you you do, and I and it and it, in the long run it worked for me because I play a lot of weddings. And we do a, a lot of different, try to do as many genre, different genres as we can, and um, and by doing that when I was younger, just listening to whatever sounded good to me, yeah. and influenced me. That's what I that's what I hit up. And even, you know, the, the classical stuff, you know, even kind of uh, helped me a little bit. It just, But the classical stuff just kind of cleared my head a little bit. If I, you know, if I play at a gig and I have to drive, you know, an hour or two back to the house or whatever, then I'll just, it's either nothing or classical music. Just kind of clears my mind. So name a few artists, though, that are your favorites. Oh, um, not talk- not classical, just right, right, right. All yeah, across the board. No, we talked about Billy Joel. He's one of them. Yeah. Um, John Mayer. I like a lot of John Mayer. Dave Matthews, of course. Um, let's see. There's so many. Coldplay kind of puts me yeah. in that that mind frame too. I'm just like, 
oh, where am I at? <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> yeah, they just take you somewhere, you know? And, um, um, you know, Zeppelin, Rage. Yeah. Um, a lot of that. Um, different uh, 80s pops just kind of put, put me in a good mood. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just all over the map. I love 90s alternative. Yeah. Listen to a lot of that. I listen to Roots and plenty of R and B and and some rap and I love all of it. So as I've as I've gotten older, I'm similar. I used to not be that way. I used to I used to be very genre specific. Like I loved yeah a particular like a particular type of punk rock mm-hmm. pop punk yeah. And the pop punk was all I ever listened to yeah. Um, but now. I'm kind of like you. Like, I love all sorts of music. My favorite artist of all time is Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I know you Absolutely. love Frank. Yep. You taught me a lot about his different catalog. Um, I think we had to to do that because you you got me into cigars. Yeah. And I was like, what's better than smoking cigars, talking, and have a little Frank in the background? There's nothing. Um, nothing. But I love country music. Mm-hmm. I love like I love nineties country. Yeah. I love soundtracks, uh like John Williams. Yeah. I'm looking through my playlist right now. Gosh. Yeah. John Williams is always either one or two in my Spotify recap for the year. Yeah. Um <laughs> he's always in my top five. But I also love a bunch of like I'm really, really into new stuff as well. Like there's mm-hmm. um the band Camino and like Oh yeah. Riley. Yeah. Who's in your band. He yep. had, he has a band. And they're Riley's great, absolutely amazing. I found them before I even, before mm. you even knew him. Yeah, bands like true. like Valley and uh, games we play, Maggie Rogers, like ba- these. I'm I'm still into new pop. Uh, what would you call it? New alternative, trendy music, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to me, it sounds like '80s, but it's brand new. Yeah, yeah, or it's pop punk. Either one. Yeah, of those. right. But to me, it's like this. I'm a musician, and I'm an emotional person. Mm-hmm. So a song, when I hear a song, I, I it's hard to explain, but it's like that's good. Yeah, if it takes you somewhere, this is good. I'm gonna listen to it, and I and I I've tried to get down to the bottom of it and like analyze it. I yeah. can't. I can't. Yeah, I just listen to a song. I'm like, this is good. Yeah, this is really good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was it for give me five, sir. Nice. And I would like you another one in the books to take us out. As what you wanted to be when you're a kid. Yeah. An astronaut. All right. So, astronaut, take us out. This is astronaut Cooley <laughs> coming to you from the moon. <laughs> wow. The earth looks like a giant blueberry. <laughs> is that a UFO? <laughs> <laughs>